Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Steve Zabo Show. Today is the 16th of January 2020. It is a rainy Thursday where I am, but that makes it kind of nice. I do like the rain. I have always kind of felt it was a very cleansing time. Uh, that's and that's you know uh, that's not unbiased. I've uh, I've been through some really terrible things in the rain, sleeping in the rain, staying out in the woods in the rain, to just sitting and watching the rain. I don't know. I think uh, I think going to a place where there wasn't a lot of rain and when there was, it was mud, kind of really makes the rain in the United States a beautiful thing. It's just it is nice. It really is nice. So yes, I'm on a rainy Thursday. It's uh, very early in the morning. What time? It's all actually not bad. It's six thirty. Six thirty in the morning. So today, I was just thinking to myself, man. When uh, I was listening to a podcast on Freakonomics, and they were talking about opioid addiction and stuff like that, and uh, I've uh, I, I related to a lot of it because a lot of it was talking about how. Uh, a lot of people get a, get prescribed these opioids, which is Oxycontin, Oxycodone, Percocet, all that. And then they just save it. Uh, and like a rainy day, for a rainy day, oh man, maybe one day when I bang my leg or break my leg at my own house, I will really have a lot of pain and I will want to take that, that uh, Percocet. Which frankly sounds like a reasonable thing to me. It does. It sounds reasonable. The only issue becomes... When I when someone starts taking that, I guess starts taking that for fun, or not for fun, I guess is not the right appropriate way to say it. Is taking it excessively, right? Because pain is good. Pain is is it is not weakness leaving the body as uh, as much many might think from my line of work, but uh, but pain lets us know something is wrong or something is being affected, right? So if you put your hand on a stove and you didn't feel any pain, your your whole hand would burn up, right? You'd have ligament damage, you'd have skin damage, you'd, lost, you'd lose your sense of feel if you didn't already since you couldn't feel the pain. But you wouldn't know to pull your hand away from the fire. Pain is a real good thing. We should feel pain. That's physical pain, right? Physical. So if I'm running and I feel a sharp pain in my knee, I should stop running. That's that's the so simple but very difficult reality. Especially when uh, so we're talking about being in the military in the army. There's a tendency to push through or to ignore the pain and get better. And that that is an applicable um, mindset in a couple of select scenarios when you are. Excuse me. When you are in the thick of it, and if you stop now, there's a good chance you or others could get seriously hurt or die. Yes, by all means, push through. Don't don't wimp out. If and I will, yeah, wimp out when it comes to protecting the most important thing, and that's human life. But on the other hand, when you're doing something as meaningless as a, a physical fitness test 
if your knee starts just starts to hurt, just stop. Just stop. And this is something that the army is kind of coming around to, where, where in the '80s it was absolutely just water, water and ibuprofen. Keep going. They really didn't prescribe you a lot of um, painkillers, like over-the-counter painkillers. I mean, like uh, things with an opioid in it. But as it's gone down, as it's evolved, and as we've gotten more, I would say a little bit more genteel in our process and a little more accommodating to people's emotions and feelings, and that's in itself another, a whole other talk about what one person called it the pacification of America. So, uh, <laughs> which I was like, wow, that's a little abrasive, but I understand, and yet it, it hits the nail on the head. But back to injuries... We would we would treat our sports players a lot different than we would our our military, right? And let's let's be honest. I can easily say seventy five for seventy five percent of the United of the soldiers in the United States. Now I'm talking about the army. Do not do something where it is life or death. You don't go out there and you're cooking a meal and it's life or death. You're running a wire, it's life or death. You're, you're setting up a satellite communications and it's life or death. Now, yes, there are special forces that are doing that in real time. You've got to get it done. If that's not set up, we can't call an airstrike, blah, 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 blah. There's always an extreme example. And that's why the number's kind of low. I'm not saying 90%. I'm saying 75%. Your finance, your, your support elements, which are very important. And they can't, you know, the... The war fighter can't continue if his if he doesn't have a base, a solid base to rely upon. That base being, oh, okay, I know where my bullets are coming from. I know where my food is coming from. I know where my paychecks are coming from. I know that my family's taken care of. All of those things, it, it, you know, vital, vital elements to the successful implementation of a trained war fighter. But outside of that, the, that 25% of, you know, hands-on, boots on the ground, getting it done, you've got sports injuries that happen. You know, physical fitness is a big portion. You know, you got to be able to maintain the standard. And if you can't maintain the standard, you get flagged, you get uh, all kinds of punishment. There's not really punitive. You don't lose pay unless you consider the the loss of rank or, or hindrance of rank or not getting rank as fast as you want to be a uh, a loss of finance, right? And so when we talk about that, we're not really talk, talking about an actual, oh, you failed your PT test, you owe us 100 bucks, but we're docking your pay. That's not how that works. If you... Uh, if you are not present on a PT test, or you don't, or you fail a PT test, you get flagged. You get a little bit of fat shaming, and you get, you know, you can't go to a school that you want to go to, which might hinder your career. But, but that I feel like that has been a driving factor for people to push through, quote unquote, push through. Where 
it's not worth it anymore. And I think we're starting to slowly see this. We've changed the, the physical fitness test from the old standard of push-ups, sit-ups, and a two-mile run to like a six-element test, and it's called the Army Combat, ACFT, the Army Combat Fitness Test, which makes a lot more sense to me. You know, if I can do 100 push-ups, that's cool, but if I can't deadlift, if I can't lift 100 pounds, I'm not really a, a, a very effective warfighter. The only times I've had to do physical things in the military when it came to real world was basically a deadlift of a soldier. Like, uh, he was uh, incapacitated. You got to lift him through a small hole in the top of a Humvee, right? So that's, those are the instances. There's not a time when when my abdominal strength, my repetition of, ab, you know, of sit-ups directly impacted my ability to fight. And with that, there's also the uh, the idea that, okay, if you can do a bunch of push-ups, and I understand there's got to be a standard somewhere. You can't just say, okay, well, fine. Well, if, if, if your boss thinks you can do the job, then you're good to go. I mean, that's, that's, a, lot of, uh, that's a lot of leeway for your boss, which can be abused, and it's great more. There's no accountability until, like, I guess you said, the rubber meets the road. So, all that is, is, is leading to kind of motivations behind people pushing through. Okay, we're going to push through. Okay, you met the standard. All right, well, you exceeded the standard. You get this many points. You get, uh, you get promotion points, so you get to promote it faster. But that exceeding the standard is, is a hindrance when it comes to injuries, Right? So everybody's different. So I could run a two-mile sprint without warming up, without jogging. I'll just run. And I might be totally fine. I'll be out of breath or, or whatever it is. But somebody else might, have, might not be able to do that. It's just not the way their body is structured, not the way their muscles are formed. They do that and their body, their, their, their joints are killing them. Their ankles are killing them. And now there's a lot of, now we're going to go on tangents here a lot because there's so many caveats. There's, okay, well, the way you're running is incorrect. And the way your, your, your foot is designed is, is incorrect. The shoes you're wearing are incorrect. All these perfect things that line up. And to its credit, the military is trying to adapt, right? They're trying to understand where the deficiencies are and correct them. And does it cost more money? And I think it is a numbers game. So if I can buy, if I can take an extra three days onto basic training and really evaluate a, a soldier's foot and give them the correct footwear, you know, if you have high arches, low arches, no arches, you know, if I can give you the correct footwear for that, then that is a huge bonus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you in the fight, right? You're going to be able to use me a lot longer. That machine is going to work and last longer if it is properly maintained. Just throwing a, uh, taking a lawnmower and driving it across a, a rock bed with a couple of weeds in it will get the job done. Oh man, what a terrible analogy! But it's not, you know, it's it's better designed to cut only a few inches of the grass, right? You don't go into 12-inch high grass with a push mower and try to cut it down to two inches. That's a, that's a lawnmower analogy. Clearly, I've been in the South for a while. 
But uh, the same holds true, right? You use a tool for what it's worth, it'll last longer, and then the thing that you're adjusting and you're maintaining is going to last longer also. That goes, your, your body is a machine. It's got to be oiled, It's got the joints have to be maintained. But that's not really what we were doing in the military. We were kind of turning and burning. It was kind of, all right, keep going. Crush, grind out the standard, make sure you adhere to it, and, uh, and if you have a problem, you know, take this pill. Ibuprofen and water and keep going. Which would lead a lot of guys to self-medicate. You know, so when they did get Percocets, or they did get something stronger, they would absolutely hold on to that. So then when they got down to a point where they were going to hurt, or they knew they were going to hurt, I know my knees are going to burn like hell right after or during this test, this PT test, this two-mile run. So I'm just going to go ahead and pop a couple Percocets before we even start. And that way I won't feel that pain. And there are plenty of guys who get that done. That's what they do. Um, they they pop those pills before the test starts and they go to town. Which is the wrong answer, right? If your knees are grinding and you can't feel it, so you keep on grinding, that is obviously wrong. That's not the right answer. It's going to tear you up. You're going to be out of the fight. The minute those pills wear off, you're done. Now, you could say that the, the, the ends justify the means where, okay, well, I just push through for one time. I'm not flagged. I'm able to go to all the schools I want. I'm able to get promoted. And that's cool. Cool story, bro. But the military, the army, is going to push you out. And I don't say that like, oh, okay, you're, you took a pill. The army's going to push you out. No, I say that like the army is going to grind up your joints and medical you out. If your joints don't get ground up, the army is going to wait 22 years, 25 years, and push you out. Now, I don't know how many people started in the army when they were 52, but the average work span, you're, I mean, you're going into your 70s for your average work span. So if you make it to 20, that's great. That's amazing. If you don't make it to 20, You've just ground up your knees and arms and all that, and you're you're out. And VA benefits are cool. That's great. You got VA benefits for, for your joints or whatever you just destroyed with pop and Percocets. But those are fleeting. I don't hear anyone saying, oh, yes, I'm amazed. It's so great. The VA and a medical facility is perfect. They're doing everything right, giving me the right prescription at the right time, and they're seeing me when I need help. I mean, you're, you're too many, there's too many vets to do that. So, so the ends, the immediate ends are terrible, right? You get, your job is to stay physically fit. You are a soldier. You need to be able to fight at a moment's notice. You are a soldier. But, so failing that, that PT test, that standard, that obvious thing is detrimental and sometimes to your career. Fat shaming in the army is a is a profession, right? And and I say fat shaming and people are like, "Oh, you know, you know, that girl was in a, a dress and you can see, you know, she was a little overweight. That is not what fat shaming is in the army. Fat in the army is not your weight. Fat in the army is a runtime. How fast did you run? Oh man, way to go, fatty. 
And I'm talking like, oh, you ran a two mile in 17 minutes and 30 seconds. Maybe if you put down the donuts, you'd be able to run it faster. It is a different standard, right? There is no obesity in the army. It is it is a runtime. Depending on your runtime is where you're where you're kind of not classified on paper, but classified as a soldier. So so there's a lot of peer pressure and motivations to to push through, push through, push through. But long term, buddy, long term is the game we're talking about. Just take the take the take the fail, take the injury, take the uh, DNF. You know, did not finish, did not uh, complete, and get right. Get your body right. Make your body um, heal. Let your body heal. Take the appropriate medicines if you have to. Let it be in pain. Pain is good. That lets us know when your pain goes away, and you didn't take a bunch of painkillers. You can actually, you can honestly, oh, that's great. My body is starting to heal. It doesn't hurt as much. Okay, great. So, that's my uh, my plea and encouragement to take the time. Uh, I've seen a lot of programs, especially in the guard, where they have started really to take the time, where it's not just, okay, this guy's a. Uh, He's got his master fitness badge, so he'll tell you exactly which, you know, push-ups to do and how to do it. No, it's it's actual. Uh, uh, I don't even know what they're called. The kinesiologists, I guess, is that what it is? The study of motion, but that are coming out and saying, okay, you're running incorrectly, you're doing a push-up incorrectly, you're sitting up incorrectly. I know it sounds so silly, but it is. You can do it wrong, especially when the army has a standard of put your hands on your head and yank your head forward. So you start to develop neck injuries. So all that is very important. And I'm I'm amazed to see the strides that the military has taken, the Army specifically, because I just don't know about the other branches, to get that done. That a kudos to you, to Big Army, for taking the initiative. But the, the holding and the misuse of opioids is easy to identify and it's it's and they said a lot of it is just medicine cabinets throw out your old stuff and they're like don't throw it out take it to a take it to a doctor take it to a police station and that's that's a hassle nobody's gonna do that they're just gonna flush it out the toilet or throw it in the garbage because heaven forbid your kids find it and then they're getting addicted or some junkie comes over your house and you don't know they're a junkie because they're just cousin bob and he's on, you know, you're, you're contributing to that. So I guess this whole talk so far has been like a PSA, uh, a public service announcement. Just enjoy the pain. <laughs> I guess I gotta, if I got to come up with a slogan, I would say uh, be proud of your pain or pain is... Pleasure? I don't know how to say it, but um, but uh, there, there's got to be a better slogan that we can come up with where, where your pain is not a bad thing. It's how your body adjusts and tells you to stop doing what you're doing, or to slow down. You don't have to be in pain to achieve, to maintain, to keep going. Now, we get into the whole, okay, well, you know, I'm a, 
I'm a an hourly worker who needs that that paycheck, and my work is physical. I got to keep going. I mean, you got to go to the doctor and figure that out. I mean, because what we're talking about is the long term um, consequences. If your long term consequences of sitting out from work or um, going to the doctor and that cuts into your hours means that you're going to miss your mortgage. I can't. I can't honestly, you know, stand on my high horse and say, you got to suck it up. Because your human life is most important. And if your human life is, is greatly impacted, right? Because you miss your mortgage payment. You can't pay for your house. You can't pay for this because you're taking off time because you got injured. I mean, that's a, that's a crappy position to be in. And you got to just make the, make the call that's best for you and yours. But if that's not your situation, if you just feel pain and it's not enough to stop you from going to work, and it's not going to be a big hardship, get out of here. Get out of here. That's an easy win. Easy out. Go get your, uh, get your ibuprofen and your water. And understand your body, understand your pain, right? That's important. It's important to do that. So that's just a little public service announcement, I guess, I'll speak to on, uh, on pain. Enjoy it. Understand that that pain is vital. Our body is a machine. Right, the machine is giving you flashing red lights because you know it's too hot. It's grinding something that is not supposed to grind, or it's uh, it's about to fall apart. It's about to break. Your knee is in pain because it's about to, you know, disassociate. It's about to smash and shatter. Listen, listen to your body. Stop using your knee. Stop using your whatever. And if you have to take any kind of opioid, then then try your best to do it in very, very small doses. And then take those pills and get rid of them. You know, police station, like they say, they say flushing them down the toilet is a last resort because it gets the water supply. But frankly, I mean, if everybody's going to be happier because I flushed the pills down the toilet, is that that so much a bad thing? Uh, I joke. I'm not trying to get the entire world addicted to whatever because I flushed down the toilet. I'm just making a joke. All right. Well, that's it. There's my public safety announcement, public service announcement. Um, pain is good. Pain is necessary. Pain is what we need to understand what our body is telling us. So don't null the pain. Don't numb the pain. Don't take a whole bunch of pills to get to, to just feel comfortable. Um, and then lastly, just be good. Do the right thing. And then, honestly, treating other people as you want to be treated, that is, that's a big deal. All right, so be good. Make good choices. And laugh, learn, and love God.